Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. It is time for our second Share the Love Valentine's Day shout-out. This one comes to us from Angela. Angela says, shout out to Ray, my sweetheart, and the love of my life. I love you so much. Thanks for your hard work and for always putting myself and the boys before you. We are truly grateful to have a wonderful fiance, dad, friend, and uncle. Always dependable, helpful, caring, and protective. We hope you feel the love this Valentine's Day and that you get spoiled. That is from Angela to Ray. So Angela is getting a $100 gift card to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and a $50 gift card to Bunch's Flowers. Very heartfelt. Thank you, Angela. And Ray, thanks to you for being a, a great guy. Great song. I love this track. Warrant. Janie Lane passed away a few years ago, a lead singer. He did, yeah. Yep, sad, sad deal. But uh, yeah, he was a very underrated vocalist, in my opinion. The only problem with the Share the Love Valentine's Day sh- shout-outs is that we didn't get more of them on Inside Sports. We will have to talk to the people in charge to, to try to, to lobby for more for next year. One yes. per hour isn't enough. I think we should have one per half hour. Yes. Quite frankly. Agreed. Because I feel like if you're listening to a show on Ched, and even if you didn't know about the Valentine's Day shout-out, you just wanted a romantic vibe, this is where you would come. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I often host the whole show by candlelight. He does, too. Uh, sometimes he hangs upside down, too, but we won't get into that. No, we're not going to get into that. Anyway, thank you to everybody who participated in the uh, Share the Love Valentine's Day shout-outs. And I'm, I'm thrilled we got some on Inside Sports. I wasn't sure we were, we were going to. So next year, we want more. I think we definitely want more. Absolutely. Here's what's going on in the NHL. Tentacle team and Jets tied 1-1 late in the second period. After two, Blues lead the Panthers 3-1. In the third, Senators up 2-1 on the Islanders. Kachuk has his 22nd. Devils and Blue Jackets 2-2 with 12 minutes left. The Canadians shut out the Blackhawks 4-0. How about that? Another win for Montreal. Beat Columbus, beat the Oilers, now beat Chicago. Hurricanes lead the Caps 3-2 with six minutes left. Uh, oh, Seattle just got a goal, so now they're up 2-1. 1-1 Bruins and Stars, early second period, late in the first. Avalanche lead the Lightning 1-0. Lekkonen has his 16th in about an hour. It is the Penguins at the Sharks. And uh, American Hockey League, the Oilers farm team in action today, visiting the Colorado Eagles, and the Condors lead it 1-0 with three minutes left in the first. As I mentioned earlier, Xavier Borgo, his 11th of the season, 17 seconds into the game. So that is the deal there. 780-496-0063 is how you get in touch. If you're using the old telephone, it's the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. I enjoyed some of you who... Uh, wrote in today and it just kind of started with a message we didn't expect to get about uh, sports phrases or cliches that you uh, do not enjoy that's 
Always a bit of a fun topic to, to dive into. So to summarize it for the uh, Elks, they get former first overall draft pick Josiah St. John. He's an offensive lineman. Kyron Moore from Saskatchewan. He was there for four seasons. He'll play receiver and he'll return kicks. Stephen Dunbar, uh, an American receiver. He was a CFL All-Star last season with Hammer. Kevin Francis led the CFL with 22 special teams tackles last season, played in all 18 games for the Lions, and the big name who we just had on the show, receiver Eugene Lewis, two-year deal with the Elks, worth a reported $300,000 per season. He was the East nominee for most outstanding player last season, and coach and GM Chris Lewis says Lewis brings a lot of character to the team. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, he and I had a lot of conversations as soon as the window opened. I, I actually called him. I was walking in church, uh, you know, and and he and I spoke for about 15, 20 minutes, and, and we talked about exactly what, what we need him to bring to our football team um, and and the things that we're going to need. Uh, we've still got some a lot of young players, and, and we need some direction. And and so we went out, and, and that's who we we're trying to bring in is some guys with some uh, a little bit of game behind their behind their name. All right, and Jones also says that uh, these new receivers should really help Taylor Cornelius and the quarterbacks. You know, any any good offense, you got to be able to run the football. So, I mean, I think KB. Uh, you know, he, as long as we can keep him healthy and keep him on the ground and he's not trying to jump over top of people. And we got to, we got to run the football first and then, uh, off of the run game, we've got to protect our quarterback in the pass game. And then, uh, you know, we, we've, we've got the good fortune now to be able to spread the ball around and have guys that, uh, you know, that, that can do some things through the air and uh, a good set of receivers that we can, um, that, that we have a chance to, to throw the football to. All right, so that's the summary of the Elks Day in free agency. Get more on globalnews.ca, 630chat.com. Oilers practice today. As I mentioned earlier, Kane and Dreisaitl did not skate. Jay Woodcroft said maintenance days for both guys. He does expect them to play tomorrow against Detroit. It's on 630chat with the faceoff show at 6, and the puck will drop at 7.30. Trade rumors flying around the entire league. The deadline is coming up on March 3rd. We talked a lot about Eric Carlson on the show yesterday. Jacob Chikrin has been linked to the Oilers. We, we've discussed some other names, you know, me, Stoff, and, and Brownie, and Mooner, and, and Jack over the last couple of weeks, Luke Shen, uh, Sam Lafferty, players like that, uh, on top of those big names that, uh, that are out there. And Zach Hyman was asked today about all these uh, trade rumors surrounding players possibly coming to the Oilers. I don't read into it too much. I think, you know, Kenny can pick up the phone call and call up a GM and then all of a sudden, you know, it's, oh, they're interested, but it's just a phone call, right? Like, the level of uh, how interested a team is is pretty tight to the vest, I think. Even the players, we have no idea. So all the uh, all the media reports, you know, guys have been on the block for three years and have been traded. I've been on teams where guys have been on the block every single year and they, you know, they stick on one team, right? So don't read into it at all and just kind of go out there and play and win and, and uh uh, when the day's there, then it's kind of an exciting day because you said you can watch it and you know you see all the moves. But up until then, it's kind of just fluff. Yeah, I, 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 I take Hyman at face value there. Certainly, the players probably hear stuff, but 
Uh, he, he did make a, a reference. He goes, you know, last year who had Kulak and Derek Broussard coming to the Oilers, and those were the guys that they they got. So uh, some players maybe it weighs on more, especially if they're one of the ones who think they might be traded. But Zach Hyman certainly not in that situation. With Edmonton head coach Jay Woodcroft, uh, also not uh, a guy who pays a lot of attention to the trade rumors. I can tell you that I don't turn on the TV that much, so I, like, I try and keep my my focus sharp by uh, eliminating kind of the the white noise and uh, around. Uh, but I, w- I will say this: in my experience around the league in the last 18 years or so, it, it is always a. a a time where uh, people are on edge a little bit um, all around the league, not just on, on the teams that are the perceived buyers or the teams that are the perceived sellers. I think there's um, anticipation anytime there's a deadline surrounding something. And, um, you know, that's all part of the human side of the business. And as a coach of uh, 23, 24 different types of individuals, I have to be aware of that even if I do turn the TV off. All right, so that is Jay Woodcroft's perspective. Uh, not surprised to hear that from him. And, of course, he also commented on facing Detroit tomorrow after that stinker in Montreal on Sunday. I'm very uh, interested in seeing how our team plays the game tomorrow night. Um, you know, nobody was happy with uh, the way we played in uh, Montreal. We weren't good enough, and uh, we lost the game. Uh, but that game's over. That was two days ago. Um, for us, uh, we're focused on a really good Detroit team that, that played a very good game against us in Detroit. It was a, it was a close game. I know what the score said, uh, but it was a very close game, and uh, there was some emotion in that game. Um, and they came out on the wrong end of it, but uh, I know how I would feel if you got another crack at a team uh, a few days later. So um, we expect uh, a real challenge here tomorrow. And and as I said, I'm anxious to see how our team responds uh, to uh, a game that we dropped in Montreal. All right, so there's a little bit from Jay Woodcroft as the Oilers get fa- get set to face the Wings tomorrow night, another home game on Friday against the New York Rangers, and then a matinee on Sunday at the Colorado Avalanche. Provincial champ Kevin Cooey sweeps in next. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chan Inside Sports. All right, my next guest is off to the briar for the 11th time in his storied career. He's the Alberta men's curling champion, winning the Boston Pizza Cup over the weekend. I am pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports curler Kevin Cooey. Kevin, you're on with Reed. How are you doing, sir? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me again. Yes, it is good to talk to you again, and uh, congratulations on uh, the victory over the weekend. Uh, Fair to call it a thriller against Brendan Botcher. Tell us about those final couple of shots. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was a good game, all game, very, very close. I mean, no one was up more than one point, and yeah, it just seemed like it was going to be coming down to the wire, and uh as it often does in in those big events and uh you know this one was no different and yeah we we were fortunate enough we we gave brendan a hard shot with his last one and he was he was really close but uh just missed and that was uh what gave us a chance to win all right so uh you guys got the victory now i understand botch is going to the wire and or going to the briar as well and is there another rink from alberta going to yeah, the Sturmay rink is, 
is going as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Botcher was always going. We were, I think a lot of stuff would have to be going or would have have to went wrong across the country for us not to get a spot. And, yeah, Sturmey got a spot as well. So, um, tough province. But, uh, you know, even though it, you know, us and Botcher thought we had spots going in, um, you always want to wear Alberta colors. And uh, no one was playing like they had a spare life i guess yeah okay so kevin look we, we, we've talked several times over the year you know botch has been on the show like when you guys play each other is like are there any surprises are you kind of like okay you again like you know what i mean yeah. like it's just keep going head to head in all these big games yeah it, uh, it, it just seems like we play each other in a ton of finals um <laughs> And I mean, I think that usually speaks to just how good the teams are for sure. But um, I don't think there's too many surprises. Uh, we've played each other there so many times. And it just seems the way we, our styles are, it always seems to come down to the wire. And, uh, you know, it's exciting for the players and, and fans and whoever's watching. Uh, how do you compare a rivalry in curling maybe compared to some other sports? Because, like, you're not going to body check the other guy or probably lip off to him, I, I would doubt. So how does a rivalry work in curling? Yeah, it's it's not like that. I mean, curling, uh, hey, obviously there's still teams you want to beat more. Um, there's a lot of history, you know, given ex-teammates between our two teams. So you never like to lose to ex-teammates for sure, and, and, and they feel the same way. Um, so so that was that was nice to, to, to win over them that way in the final. But like you said, I mean, I'm sure we'll see them again at the Briar. Okay, so and you mentioned the ex-teammates. So, so Bradley Thiessen and and Karik Martin were with Botch for a long time, and now they're with you. And I know there's sort of these cycling, uh, the cycles in curling, and and teams uh, shift around a little bit. But but what what was it like to integrate those guys onto into your rink and and get used to them when they they were rivals for for the last few years? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's been it's been different. That's for sure. I mean, they're um, they're a lot quieter than my old front end. That's for sure. Who you know, one of them plays with uh, Botcher now. Um, so so that's taken some some getting used to. But you know, they they won a lot. They've beat me in a lot. So you know, you know the you know the talent is there, and then. You just got to find a way as a new team to kind of pull it all together, which which isn't always easy and sometimes takes some time. But um, you know, I'm encouraged where we're at. So do you do you have to change your style or the way you call games to get used to new guys who might have subtle skill differences from your previous front end? Yeah, I, th- I think you do. I mean, I don't think you do it right away. I think you got to you got to figure out what works best. I mean. I've obviously called a game a certain way for for a long time, so you you, you want to try different things, I think, with with new teams, and then maybe evaluate which way works best. And it's usually there's going to be some differences for sure, but um, it, it's not like you're bringing in, like I said, you're bringing in people that have that have won briars, so um, they're they're great curlers. 
Briar is coming up in London, Ontario, starting March 3rd. What are you guys going to do between now and then? Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll, I will anyways take a few days off. Uh, you know, our provincials was kind of the last one, I think. So we actually don't have a, a lot of time. I think we leave three weeks tomorrow we have to be in london so uh kind of take some downtime this week and then hit the ice again on the weekend and slowly work our way back up to hopefully where we can peak for another event i'm sure we'll get together the weekend before have a little mini training camp and um get ready for london Okay, we're we're getting into the final ninety seconds of the show. I have to have some fun with you, Kevin. Uh, okay, no, you, 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 no, just to clarify, you grew up in the territories, and then as an adult, you've lived in Edmonton and Calgary. Is that generally right? Yeah, I haven't really lived in Edmonton. I've pretty much lived in Calgary since I, basically, since I came to university. Okay, uh, so who are your teams then? Who do you cheer for in other sports? I actually cheer for the Oilers. Um, not not just saying that. Uh, and I chair for the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, there's something yeah, I'm not so going to bring up then. That was, uh, <laughs> luckily, luckily, I missed the game because I was driving home from Provincials. And, I mean, it was painful enough listening to it on the radio. So, And then, you know, I chair for the Jays and Raptors and in the other sports. Those, those ones are easy. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> hey, Kevin, great to catch up with you. Congratulations on, uh, on winning the Boston Pizza Cup. Of course, the, the Briar is going to be just another thrilling week of curling uh, when it starts March 3rd. I'm sure we'll talk again, man. Take care. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. Kevin Cooey checking in on Inside Sports. Stoff has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. Face-off show at 6, game at 7.30. Oilers versus Red Wings. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your student producer. Hey, love you, everybody. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the, mash. He did the monster mash the monster